0: In racing, safety comes first, and today, safety is more important than ever. Introducing Sanacor by Silverthorn Industries, the safe and powerful way to stay protected. Sanacor offers hand sanitizer and bottles are convenient single-use packs. Safe, powerful, Sanacor.
1: It's time for an inside look at the most powerful motorsport on the planet. WFO Radio NHRA Nitro.
0: Hey, everybody. I'm Joe Costello, and this is WFO Radio, and what we're doing today is we'll be sitting down with the reigning back-to-back Camping World Drag Racing Top Fuel World Champion Steve Torrance. It's a winter view. He just won at the Texas Motorplex, but what's different about this show is we're taking over Steve's fan Facebook page. So we're going to have a whole bunch of hardcore Steve Torrance fans out there that are going to hear from Steve, who is the points leader, beat his dad in the final round, and we're going to talk about the race, we're going to talk about the championship, we're going to talk about good news, we're going to talk about some tough news, and it is all going to be all over Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and our own WFO Radio podcast podcast feed. And so if you're a fan of Steve, waste no time, share the show, start a watch party. What am I even doing? Let's bring him on the show. The two time back to back current points leader, world champ from last year, Steve Torrance. Steve, congratulations. Thanks, Joe. How you doing, brother? I'm great, and we're doing something new here, and I love it because you've got a huge fan base, hardcore Steve Torrance fans, and we are broadcasting, in addition to the WFO Radio Facebook page, where you normally join us, we are going directly to your fans on your page. I love it. Great idea. was not my idea. It came from Natalie, and uh, I thank you for it. I'm eager to see what kind of comments we get through Facebook. Thank
1: you. Thank you. I look forward to it. And I think that it'll be a great deal for both of us.
0: Yes, I certainly hope so. So we've got a a lot of a lot of good news and bad news to talk about. Uh, I like to get bad news out of the way first. And we have both lost someone that is near and dear to our hearts. A good friend. Mama Kay is a fixture at Wine Night with Ron Tobler and Eric Lane this past week. After the Texas Motorplex race, prior to the Houston race, which we're all getting ready for, uh, Eric was was killed on, on the side of a road. Details are coming out, but the most important detail to us is we've lost a friend and we're all hurting.
1: Yeah, you know, it's such a tragic accident. And there's so many questions still going around as to just what exactly happened, you know. But Hop Singh, Eric, uh, everybody knew him as Hop Singh, you Hop. know. and um, I've known Hop since... 2005, 2006, I had some friends on the force car. So uh, that's back when Ashley was, was racing a fuel and I was racing a fuel. So that friendship goes back a really long time and uh, just such a tragic accident. You know, mom K goes over there and drinks wine with him and told every weekend at wine night and, and just, you know, such a, a big fixture in the drag racing community Everyone here, we found out Tuesday when, you know, my guys come down and, and tell us, tell us what happened and, and they're, they're spending the week. So we're, we're doing anything and everything we can to support his, his wife and his little girl and that family and just, just keep praying for him. Cause I mean, this is a very difficult time I and mean, they had, you know, any, he's 47 years old, you know, it's just, it's, brutal. it's such a tragedy, but we just need to keep praying and, and just help that family and support them through this difficult time.
0: And this is something that you've had experience with very recently, and we've all been talking about what a tough year 2020 has been for everybody in all kinds of different circumstances, but in drag racing, thinking about Dominic, you know, we put that Nitro Ninja up there in the corner. Um, That was terrible. You got It still is terrible, but some positive news about Dominic.
1: You know, so... At this point, he is in a step-down hospital, uh, which is where you don't need all of the care that they, they can give you where he was at. But the next step will be for him to move into rehab and then eventually move home. So Bobby, uh, Bobby, Bobby Lagana there was two things he said he would never do. Never get a tattoo, and he wasn't going to buy a house. Um, well, he's done both here lately. So he got a tattoo for Dom. Uh, that said, God is love. And he, and I'm sure you see that yes. on the show Yes, and, and had the Nitro Ninja logo. And then also he's, he's bought him a home. So uh, that's somewhere that, that Bobby and Dom and then Dom's fiance and soon to be wife, Sarah will, will live together. And, and um, Dom's doing really good. I mean, given all of the injuries, everything that he's sustained, he's doing very well. His body's healing. uh and, he's he's the most optimistic best attitude you could ever imagine any day and so for for him he just is dealing with it and moving forward and 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 knows what's ahead of him but you know we still got to keep his spirits up and we still got to kind of support him but i mean he's doing he's doing really well he's still got a long road to go and it'll probably i talked to him uh, a couple mornings ago, and he said, it's going to be a long winter, but I'm coming back. And I said, I expect oh, you to be there. We're missing you.
0: That's so great. All you fans out there, you know, put your comments in the Facebook uh, page, and we'll put them up on the screen for Steve, maybe even some questions. Steve, I told this story yesterday, but I didn't tell you, so I'll tell you. You can see in the background, I'm a New York Yankee fan, and so is Dom, and obviously Bobby. And uh, I've watched games, playoff games from your pit. Uh, last year, Mama Kay, Dom, myself, watching the... Uh, the Astros and the Yankees battle it out. And so I have a tradition with Dom. We always text about the game. And so, you know, I'm texting him constantly. And, and when this happened, I was just like, I'm going to give space. Got to give space. And uh, the other day I texted him to try to bring back normalcy. And when I saw the response coming, <laughs> you know how the response is coming, the yeah, three little yeah. dots. It was just, uh, it was so great. And So. Boy, I feel like we're being tested this year, drag racing fans. I don't know if the fans understand, but the racers and I, as me as an NHRA announcer, we're all, I like to think, an extended family. This feels like our family's being tested.
1: Yeah, and, and I think everybody is, you know. But, I mean, given all of the bad stuff, there's been quite a bit of good stuff that's happened to me personally in my life this year. So, you know, I, I've just – got to try to look at that, thing, that side of things and that aspect and just – go on, because if you get too caught up with all the negative stuff that's going on, I mean, you'll just say this year needs to get over with quicker. But, you know, we're we're doing the best we can.
0: And it's about balance. And that's that's the way you got to look at it. And that's what Dominic is all about, uh, looking at the positive, accentuating the positive. So now that we've got the the terrible news and the bad getting better news, let's talk about the good news. We've we've kicked this around a little bit. But baby, yeah. baby Torrance is official, is on the way. You, Natalie, you're going to be a dad. You got large father, big daddy Don Garlick's in on the action when you won with his uh, his scheme in Gainesville. So how does it feel knowing that you're going to have a real big-time responsibility coming up?
1: You know, uh, it's, it's a lot of different emotions. I mean, first and foremost is excitement, and then, nervous and anxiety because i mean i am going to be a father and and that's the biggest responsibility i'll ever have is to take care of that little girl and uh i'm excited i mean i'm looking forward to it i think that um you know i i I think it's going to be so much fun and and i'm excited and everybody can you know everybody tells you you'll never know what love is until you hold your own child and and I'm really looking forward to it. I'm anxious and excited.
0: You deserve it. You deserve it. You've been a good guy. You deserve it. But also, you deserve it in the uh, the tough way, right? Like I can't wait till you've got a teenage daughter, Steve. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. <laughs> well,
1: what I told all the guys were, I said, you know, I was really hoping for a boy because we could we could team rope together and we could drag race together. And then I started thinking, well, I can do all those same things with a little girl, and we'll have have an amazing time. But the only thing I'm worried about is I got to deal with guys like you, the team <laughs> and, and drag racers that are out of here. And I see how this goes. And so um, I think that we'll have 20 different uncles and bodyguards that are yes. that are looking after her. So we'll be OK.
0: There's a saying. I don't, it's not really appropriate. But when you have a boy, you only have to worry about one. When you have a girl, you have to worry about all the rest. And I'll let exactly. you guys, <laughs> I'll let you guys figure out what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, we got some people weighing in. Steve O knows uh, Baby Capco coming along. Do you want a boy or a girl? You just answered that question. That's perfect yep. timing. And uh, it doesn't matter. Terry is going to be down there in Baytown. Got to be excited to get back racing, Texas, Texas two-step here.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. You know, uh, great weekend at Dallas. Uh, oh, we're going to talk about. It. I mean go out there and have both capco cars in the final uh and now we're headed to houston so <clears throat> houston has has been one of the tracks that has eluded us for a win and we we've done well there we've been in the final there and had had some uh you know just bad luck and and i think we didn't run the race and hit the you know that that thing's got a bump in it so maybe that's gone but We'll uh we'll just go there and do the best we can. I mean we we've got the lead. We have a little bit of a cushion, but with this points and a half at the last race that they kind of sprung on us, it, it's gonna it's gonna make it go all the way to the end.
0: It's gonna go all the way to the end. But let's focus on the victory that you just had. Texas, as in Billy Myers, Texas Motorplex has been a tough place for you. I know you've had the suite for as long as I can remember, and I love that the Capco. You know, employees, fans, uh, family, friends are there on a normal year, can hear them going crazy. And I love that. That's what drag racing is about. It's a sport where the cars are so loud, sometimes you can't hear the fans. In this case, you always can. But in 2017, you had your incident. I went back to look at that. And what's amazing is if you look at the ladder on NHRA.com, There's no way to know that you really had an incident because you brought out the backup car and you made such a great run, but you did come up short 28. uh, The following year, 2018, you win 2019, a first round out on a tough race, but your dad wins. And so you're able to win in back-to-back years. And then you come back here in 2020 and a decisive victory for the championship. But just talk about your, uh, I don't know if it's a love hate relationship with the Texas motorplex or it's just a love relationship, but speak on that a little bit.
1: Well, i've i've grown up racing there that was when when i started racing we raced super comp dallas and houston those are the races that we would go to as national events and so uh, i like to go there i love to go there and, and you see so many people that you don't see throughout the year uh it was funny so cameron and i are in the back of the truck and we're going down the parade for driver introductions which was fun to do again yes um but we're talking and and we're just talking about some some crazy stuff. And we get down there to the end. And right about the finish line, I said, man, he he kind of looked at me. He started laughing. He goes, remember anything? And I said, yeah, I got some really crazy memories right here. Hit that wall pretty fast a few years ago. But um, other than that, I mean, I, I love to go there. And, I mean, I think that if you – somebody like Tony Schumacher can look up and say, hey, I don't like this place because of a wreck. Or I don't like this place because of a wreck. I mean, you know, but – you just you take those in stride. Leah, she can say, I don't like St. Louis because of the wreck. But you just take them in stride. That's what we do. And used to you know, a lot of fans that are new to the sport, and even people that that just come onto the scene, they ask you, Have you ever wrecked? What's the worst wreck you ever had? Sure. And and my answer was I haven't had one yet. But after that, you can say, Well, Dallas, and Dallas. that's the only one. But it it's what we do we're driving 330 mile an hour cars it's possibly something that's going to happen so you just hope that it doesn't and keep and keep going and when it does you get back in and keep going
0: the you and cam hanging out thing i i don't want to skip over that because you guys had a great moment together a drag racing moment that was not not a good moment but tough moments build character and so here you are you're two young guys you're you're it's it's like it's over And you've moved on. You've both moved on. I've spoken to Cam. You've spoken to Cam. But there are some fans out there, and that's one of the reasons that we're on here today. There are some fans out there like, look, fans, these guys are cool, but some fans don't want to be cool with it. What do you think?
1: Oh, I mean, it's it's rather comical. I see on social some of the fans. I mean, we're talking this is three years ago, guys. Okay. I mean, everybody makes mistakes. I made a big mistake the problem with my mistake is it was on national television and the mistakes that other people make is not on national television. So it's really easy to throw stones when you're not even in the house. Yeah. So, um, all of that stuff was over by the end or by the start of the next season. I mean, I talked to cam and, and we were good. Like there was no issue anymore. And, he understood my side of it. I understood his side of it. The way that I handled it was wrong, and I and I openly say, "Hey, I was wrong." I said it at the bank, but it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that I was wrong. But I'm end up. We we address the situation, and he and I are friends now. I mean, he's got a baby on the way. I've got a baby on the way. We were talking about that. We, I mean, it. The guy's out there doing what he loves to do. I'm out there doing what I love to do stuff happens yeah. but it's over with we've corrected it and went on and i've learned and
0: grown from it so your kids are going to play together these... do what your kids are going to play together like i can see yeah, it yeah. now it's I'm like serious. they're gonna They'll
1: be at the racetrack it'll be a story but as far as some of these fans i mean man you can only beat a dead horse for so long and these suckers are wearing this dead horse out yeah
0: well that's i i that's why i think uh this is the last time we'll address it, but I like oh, I, I like this photo though, and I think that tells the tale right there and gets it done. so let's just skip ahead uh you know first round you and cam he, he didn't get down, you got down and then a buy run, but let's set up the the deal it's the semifinals, the Coletta cars, and the capco cars doug well, is-
1: I, let me let me tell you what happened to cam because I got out and went over there and talked to him sure. The fuel lever broke off oh. when they were trying to start the car, so it didn't have any. I mean, they had to open the fuel manually and and just get the thing to crank up. So that was they were having mechanical issues. So, I mean, that was a tough break for them.
0: Bummer. Thank <clears> you <throat> for updating. And see, folks, like that's it. Like you know, drag racing is such a great sport because of that. And uh, you know, you want to know what happened to your competition, what went wrong, how can we fix it the next time? But you're in a championship fight. You skip the first race of the year. You've been able to come storming back. You've taken the you, you've you've been near the lead. Doug Coletta's been having a strong year too. And here you got Connie Coletta's two cars and Mama Kay's two cars squaring off in the semifinals. and it's exactly as you would want it. where Sean is racing you and how uh, a team member would run it, where he would hopefully take you out and uh, Doug will go on to win the race, and vice versa. Billy will hopefully take out Doug and you will go on to win the race if you're looking at that kind of point situation. In this case, both Capco cars beat both Coletta cars. And if you're a Capco fan, you love it. If you're a Coletta fan, you hate it. If you're a drag racing fan, that's exactly the kind of stuff you want to see.
1: Yeah, and I mean, the only way it would have been better... Is if it would have been Coletta and I in the final for maybe the average fan or somebody that's looking, but I—I I mean, I really wanted to race my dad in the final. I mean, that sucker,
0: you know. I—I <clears throat> I, I saw uh, <laughs> he, he's brutal on you. You he, know, he's, he's not—he doesn't lay over. He refuses he, to lay over,
1: and, and he doesn't. And and you know, I do see on social where people say, "Oh, that, that his dad laid down for him," and I don't think that people understand the complexity of these cars and how difficult it truly is to get that thing to go down, to get it to go down consistent. And there's no room to say, okay, we're going to speed this one up and slow this one down there. Like that doesn't happen. You just go out there and race. <clears throat> and so that kind of ticked me off. And so I go back and I start looking, I was 058 in the final and I went 3716 six The only lap that would have even beat us that day was Kalita in the first round, and he would have won by a foul. So, I mean, he was 060 and went 71 3. So, I mean, it was that we went out there loaded for bear because we know how Jason McCullough and Jon Stewart and Billy are over there. Those guys are going for our throat every time as well. And so we needed it, we had to go up there and throw down.
0: Let's watch the final. Brian Lones, Tony Pedragon, Fox Sports. Let's check it out. Steve grabs 200 from his dad's back pocket off the starting line, and he takes more than that to the stride. 3.716 seconds, 328.78 miles an hour, as Billy Torrance goes 381-0. And you can see, we love Dom, and we know, Dom, you're watching, and we love you too, as Steve Torrance now unequivocally has taken control of the championship run in Top Fuel. Wow, amazing moment. And uh, Brian Loans, Tony Pedregon, Fox Sports, NHRA Broadcasting, doing a great job camping, world drag racing, of course. But you're right. It doesn't matter what your dad did. You left first, and you ran one of the best runs of the day. He would have had to have done something that hadn't been possible uh, to that point. So, But people just like to say that. Again, it's just like maybe it's good. It's a conversation piece.
1: Oh, and, and, and I'm sure it is, but it just— it just shows that you truly don't know what's going on there. I mean, you know, <clears throat> there the difference between an 058 and an 070 or an 080 or 100, you can't calculate that. You can't say, okay, I'm going to be 100 this time. It <laughs> happens. If that tree takes a little bit longer, it was a little bit quick from what you had been doing and you're not ready for it or you're anticipating it, you go from an 050 to 100. If that if if we woof the tire at all, whatever he ran eighty or eighty one, drives around us and and you can't pedal it and go eighty one. I mean there's there's zero room for error there. So I just I get a kick out of reading that, and and saying there's. Some of these people have no clue how difficult this really is. Well,
0: Jack Beckman said yesterday, and it's the same thing. Like, there's no box. Like you've used a delay box, so you know what it's like to program in numbers. You don't program in your ET there. Three seventy one two. No. And <laughs> but some people think maybe that's possible, and it would be great if it was. But everyone would program in the world Everybody. record. exactly Exactly. every time (laughs) every time just let's go the world record all right here's a question from daniel kind of more of a a comment tell steve to say hello from daniel and thank him for allowing me to apologize to him and congratulations to him on fatherhood do you know what this is all about i do i do and thank you
1: daryl daniel uh i i I he came up to me and he goes you know i just want to apologize to you in person a couple years ago i made made some comments on twitter or Insta. it was somewhere uh about some stuff and, and he he retracted what he said and apologized. And I said, Hey man, I respect that. I appreciate it. And, and I take most of that stuff with a grain of salt and go on, but it meant a whole lot for, for, to me, for him to come up and so, in person say, I'm sorry, thank you. And I support you now. I get it.
0: That's, that's all you can ask. All right. Here's one from James Selig ever get tired of beating up on your dad.
1: <laughs> I don't know what the the number is. But that sucker's beat up on me more than I've beat up on him in the, 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 here lately, for certain. Yes, and uh, the way I, I think look it at was it, eight and four or something, and most of those that come, when I didn't want them to happen, you know, I mean, like when there's no room for it, he's kicking my butt.
0: He tried to ruin the perfect countdown, something that for me is important in drag racing history. The fact that you swept a countdown. And he tried to ruin it, and he almost did. And I just always think about that. Here are the guys, you know, kid, you know, wife's team, his team, lifelong racers. The kid's got a shot to do something perfect. What am I going to do with this situation? I'm going to go out and try to beat him. That tells, me, <laughs> that tells me everything I need to know. So good question, Steve. Here's one from Nick. Would you or your pops ever drive a funny car? Like, would you ever want to drive a funny car?
1: That's a that's like a tricky question, because I don't know Um, the most fun, the coolest, most bad to the bone thing I have ever driven was an alcohol funny car because it was it wasn't the speed and it wasn't all. I mean, I went to Holly's and I drove it just to get my license. uh, And this has been. The year that force had the wreck at Dallas. Oh, wow. But I still remember pushing in the clutch revving the motor up getting the rpms up dumping the switching feet going out right plugging the second gear plugging third gear driving this thing and all the while it's getting darker inside because of the clutch dust and then the whole body of this car moves with you as you're turning and that sensation was by far one of the coolest things i've ever driven but Everything that you blow up in a funny car, you have to drive through. So it's in your lap, and it's going to continue to be in your lap And while it's on fire. So I don't really know um, if I'd want to do it all the time, but to just go out and make some laps in a top fuel funny car, I would love it.
0: All right. I think we can make that happen. That's something that would be a fun bit to do for social, for the show, for TV, like a driver swap thing. People like to see that stuff. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Hey, Steve, heard about the news. Congratulations. There's one. Here's one from Derek. Uh, What do you do in the daytime at Capco? Like, who is Steve Torrance away from the track? Like, we know about the roping and the competitive shooting. Uh, I I like you can answer it anyway, but I want to hear about, like, work, Steve.
1: So, right now, we're about 350, 400 people. We are a natural gas pipeline, oil and gas, but mostly natural gas pipeline construction company. So, we do work. For We will transmit the gas from the well to the compressor station or the facility or wherever they're taking it, and we build all of that pipe. We put it in the ground. We weld it together. We make sure all the safety precautions are in check for it. We do every aspect of that. What I do is my dad and myself are the only two people here that do any of the estimating for the jobs. So we do all of that between the two of us. And then we have project managers that will take our bids, use them to manage the projects and go out. And then we have salesmen that will go out and look at this work, bring it in and we bid it. So we've been very, very fortunate and blessed because the pipeline and oil and gas industry hasn't been the greatest this year, but we've been able to stay busy all year long and, and keep quite a few people working. So we have, like I said, we have a lot of people that work here, but we have, I think, a 12 or 15 year tenure for our average employees that stay here. So these guys have, have come here and been with us for a long time. We have second and third generation employees, the guys that, have, that, you know, and, and now the dads are retiring and the sons and and the grandsons are working here together. But Uh, it's, it's, it's a big family, but that's my day to day job is estimating work.
0: That's, that's gotta be tough. You know, my dad did, uh, you know, concrete business for a while. And I remember remember the plans spread out and for you guys, uh, like a concrete job isn't at least in one area. You're going over areas and and miles miles and miles and what's there, you know, how do you know that there's not something in the way you probably got to do a lot of work. That's gotta be very challenging.
1: Well, you have the aspect of going, starting here and going 50 miles this direction. And, and you have to predict the weather, the terrain, what you're going to encounter, whether that ground is going to be loose and soft, or it's going to be hard and rocky. And, and all of that has to go into your bid. And and then you justify, well, am I going to, am I going to have this much margin or am I going to, am I going to cut it or am I going to raise it and, and just see where you can be at to make money and, and, if you don't do it right, you can not get the job or you can go out there and lose a lot of money.
0: Right. Which is bad. I I'm, I'm not a big business guy, <laughs> yeah. but I, I know that. That that's bad. Uh it's
1: yeah, it it doesn't give you the the ability to go race top fuel for certain.
0: Uh which you guys have been doing a great job. All right. Uh more questions, guys. Put them up in the Facebook. Steve doing a great job. I want to let everybody know. You know, WFO Radio. We've got many, many Steve Torrance interviews in our podcast archive on apple podcast and spotify steve over the past since 2017 i think you've been on the show more than anybody i think that's fair <laughs> to say right given all the wins the perfect countdown and you always come on the show it's always an adventure too but we've never done this so i i think it's great that we're evolving I think, yeah evolving up yeah
1: and i think this is i i, I personally like this better i think that you can go in and you can see that person and you can watch them as they answer the questions and know, you know, how, how they're feeling and, and get a little bit more than just, just the audio side of it. So I really, I like this.
0: This is great. And uh I do like the audio only people for the driving, you know, they're listening to us. They're well, going true, over the road, they're true. driving. Um, let's look at some photographs that uh, were sent. And I, I just want you to comment on a couple of different things. Like for instance, U and AB, during the COVID, you guys did some shows. You've had some jokes, the chocolate and cream. But you guys have got a great relationship. It's kind of hard to remember because it feels like a million years ago. But, you know, Antron is trying to become a team owner eventually. Like, that was big, good, positive news that unfortunately just has been overrun by all the stuff that has happened this year. But you guys have got a great relationship. How did that? How did that come about? You know...
1: Honestly, I don't know. I mean, I I remember watching AB when I was a kid racing motorcycles and, and, um, he's not that much older than me. So, um, I've I've always looked up to him for his racing ability, whether it was on the bikes, whether it was in the fuel cars, he's done an excellent job. Uh, and then being out there full-time racing with these guys and, and getting to know all the other drivers personally, um, he and I have just gravitated towards each other mutually as, as better friends. Um, and, and, you know, everybody has different personalities. I think that, that the way that we look at life our Christianity, our morals, things that, that mean something to us, uh, are, are very, very like, and similar. And so we talk, we, we may talk every day for a week, and we may not talk for a month. But when you pick up the phone and I call AB or AB calls me, I know that if I was in jail or he was in jail, that <laughs> we could count on each other to come get you. If he's on the side of the road in Michigan, I'm going to get AB if he needs my help, and I know that he's the same way with me. And, and You go through life, and you know a lot of people, and you meet a lot of people, and you have a lot of acquaintances but then you have very, very few friends. And Antron Brown is is one of my best friends.
0: That is awesome to hear. And the guy's a great guy, and uh, it's great that you guys have got that kind of friendship. So it's like serious question to very light question. Like, Eddie wants to know, where'd you get the hat? (laughs) Did Eddie get you the hat? Like, whenever I see that, it's like maybe Eddie sold you the hat.
1: So this is an American Hat Company hat. They're one of my sponsors, and they take great care of me. and, and bend over backwards and and the funny thing is Eddie Lynn is our dispatcher here at capco and ah. he just got he just got one exactly like it a couple days ago we got him hooked up with with all the great folks up there at the best hat store so uh I'll go pick on him in just a little bit there it
0: is but I, that's why we're doing it that's why we're doing it this way. We've taken <laughs> yeah. over the Steve Torrance fan page for all of you guys out there. We're breaking into the middle of your day. We're, doing, we're, we're slowing the productivity down at Capco. I hope you don't mind, but uh, it's all good. All right, Nick wants to know, what does Steve think about the camping world coming on board? You're a hunter. You're, you're in, out in the nature. You're doing all of this stuff. I I don't know that it could have been a better relationship. I don't know any of the financial details of course, but just what do you see the potential upside and what do you think about the Camping World deal?
1: You know, I I don't really have a whole lot of thoughts on it. I mean, I don't know I don't know much about the company. I know that they were involved with NASCAR and and they seem to be a great fit for the sport. Um I think that uh it, we needed a series sponsor and those guys came in and rescued us. I don't know any of the the details or the financials or what's going on i mean but nhra needs a lot of help i mean they're they're struggling in in more ways than you can imagine so maybe that guy can come in and 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 bring some good and and help out the sport and help help some of the guys up there in management of nhra i mean he is the prophet he is the guy that comes in and saves those businesses so i'm, I'm anxious and looking forward to see what he can do
0: exactly if you've watched the show, I know it's just a show. But if you've watched the show, the guy has got loaded with ideas. He's got successful businesses. Let's see what he, he wants to be involved with us. Like nobody had to sell him on it; he wanted to be involved. To me, right. that's what you need. You need somebody who's smart, who's successful, who's got connections with all these different companies, and wants to be involved. Yeah,
1: and and that, and that's what it takes. It takes that drive, that motivation and wanting to do something. Because if you're just there for a job, sometimes you just – you get complacent.
0: Simple as that. All right, a couple more before we let you go. Get back to work. Uh, you're racing hero. You know, you you. your dad is in your family, and I assume that Billy is your racing hero. We're going to talk about Billy and Mama Kay in a second. But, like, I got pictures of Earnhardt around here. I got all kinds of – you know, I love the snake. I love – uh, when you think back early on, young Steve, who were the guys? Who was the guy that was your guy that you grew up and wanted to be like?
1: Man, honestly, it was, it, there were two. It was Daryl Gwynn uh-huh. and Joe Amato. And Joe Amato was just always like that cool cat, you know? And and the snake, at that point in time, when I was a kid, the snake was just dominating. Yes. But, but in the early nineties it was Joe Amato. He was the guy. He was the the back to back top fuel champion. Joe knows. Joe I mean, knows. The, I mean you Joe still remember knows those by shirts? the
0: way. Joe still knows. I have a shirt. I have a Joe <laughs> knows shirt in the bag sealed. With Snoopy on it. I mean he was just
1: like he was the man. And 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 so I talked to him uh in vegas 20 i think 2018 uh when we won the championship the first year where we were trying to go through the through the sweep and we were we were doing an autograph session and and i had this discussion with somebody here not too long ago and, and you 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 find yourself and i mean i'm 37 so i'm not a kid but I'm not as old as these guys, and these are the heroes and the legends that I watched when I was a kid. I watched these guys race. I wanted to be like them, and I'm sitting at a table signing autographs beside Joe Amato, and he's giving me a pat on the back and talking about how cool it is of what we're doing and, and having the, the, the opportunity to, to sweep the countdown, and I'm, I'm, you're kind of like thinking to yourself, self is this real? You know, I mean, is this really happening to me? This guy knows my name. And I remember being seven, eight, nine years old and like standing at the ropes, waiting on that guy's autograph. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's been very humbling to be able to be in this position to have the success that we've had, but find yourself knowing these people on a first name basis. And now they're, they're, they're still my heroes, but I know them. I can pick up the phone and call them and, I'll tell you one one funny thing. Um, and and a a couple things, but you know, we do we do a lot of stuff with Daryl Gwynn and we we give back to that foundation and we did the thing with the wheelchair and so Gaines was his track, and and this year we did the thing with Big with the car. And I've gotten to know Big, so Big's like a friend to me now. And when I stage the card in the final round, if, if any of you fans or you, I know you probably see it, but when I stage the card in the final round, Gary Pritchett pulls me into the beams. He's, he, he takes his left hand and he holds it up there where he wants me to pull to, and he's got his right hand and he's signaling me in. And when he stops me, he'll open that hand like this, and it'll have a money symbol because that is the money round. And those guys get a bonus – off of what that car makes. So he's like, give me some money. Well, that's the last guy that I see before I stage the car. And so Gary pulls me in. He he shows me the sign. I point to him. He walks off. And I'm getting ready to, like, roll the car in. I'm waiting on Bob to adjust the barrel valve and, and give me the signal. And I'm waiting. And out of the corner of my eye, I see something moving. And I look over, and it's Big Daddy standing at the beams, like to the right of the car, over by the nose, standing there looking. And I just look over and I start laughing and I'm like, I think I might have made it. I finally made it. You did. Big Daddy standing at the start line with me while I'm racing in the final.
0: You did. That's amazing. Now that thing, and and folks, uh, if you go back into the archive on uh, WFO Radio's Facebook page, you could hear Steve talk all about it when we show the video. But Garlitz was like a kid. For a guy who's in his 80s, it was amazing how much he loved it. And I just to get back to... Uh, a motto after Vegas last year, I found myself because of uh, Amanda Busick. (laughs) Look at this guy. He, we came on the high roller with us, Steve, and we were in the bar car and this guy was the life of the party, Joe Amato. That's awesome. And I'm hanging out with Joe Amato, feeling exactly like you're feeling doing shots with Joe Amato. It was, (laughs) it was next level. And Daryl Gwynn, I, I really love the fact that you appreciate DG as a Miami guy. He was everything to us. And, He made an impression beyond South Florida, obviously.
1: So do you remember when he would back up from his burnout? He would stick his hand up and wave.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Well, we had a Miami team. It was like rooting for a home team. That's how your guys feel. And uh, with all the teams being based in Brownsburg, it, it kind of removes an element for some people we had a Miami team your fans have got a Texas team to root yeah. for and dg with the wave and he was on top of the world they were on top of the world for a long they time were. all right a couple more and then we'll let you go i want to ask you about a couple of folks that uh, i think are pretty important to you so let's let's throw this one up
1: <laughs> look Where at did these you two. get that picture <laughs> i am good
0: i am good i planned for this normally i plan for nothing i planned for this of course it was natalie who sent this stuff Blame Natalie, yes. folks. talk about these two and just the crazy, uh, the way life is uh, gone.
1: Man, that's me and mama Kay at, um, I would say we're probably at Memphis and I'm 13 years old or something right there. Wow. Um, that's, you know, those two right there have been with me through thick and thin. I mean, that's what parents do, but I've got, i got some really good ones and, same day. There's my dad. So, um, man, I grew up at the racetrack and, and I, I feel blessed to be able to say that because I've got I've got a lot of friends and, and family members that are not blood family, but they're there. It's just, it's the same type of relationship that you have with, with the, or that I have with A.B. It's just those are the people that you're around. And that's, that's what a lot of people don't understand about the sport is this is just like rodeo for for cowboy families or or whatever i mean this is this is where we spend our lives we spend our our life three days of every week or four days of every week at a racetrack somewhere and more time like my crew guys spend more time with each other than they do their families at home and so when you have someone that you work work that much with and, and you spend that much time with you have to have that bond. And, and so I, I'm thankful for my, I got sidetracked there. I'm thankful for my parents giving me that opportunity to do that. And, and I mean, I look at that. We're, we're 30 years from there
0: almost or 25 years I, from, I, that, I, from that picture. I gotta say, and this is me. I'm sorry for being this. Billy looking very gap right there. He's looking very, oh, he's looking very gap. You too. Very oh. gap. You guys are cow, you know, cowboyed up now, <laughs> but back then.
1: So, that's Billy's two-piece fire suit with a flannel shirt. And, I mean, you know, when you're a kid, you wear whatever you think is in style at the time. So, yes. I mean, that would have been 95, 97 or something. Yeah, you look good. You a, probably like a Mossimo shirt. Yeah. When I was a kid, I had to wear two shirts everywhere. And now, it, you know, maybe three, but I, I, I hadn't figured that out yet.
0: You look like a Backstreet but, Boy. You look good. You look good. All right. Well, hey, we'll... don't say that. No,
1: <laughs> no it was they, well, were,
0: they were very successful, Steve.
1: That picture right there is two thousand five. That would be uh, man. I don't know where that's at. That might be Dallas or, or uh, Topeka or somewhere.
0: Yeah, that stuff that was, is like a wall in the background. And it looks like a, a tent thing, kind of interesting. I don't know, but uh, and then finally, this one. Yep. Look at that.
1: Same, 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 same year. That was the uh, that was that was two thousand five. The year that I raced tom conway's alcohol car with with doc howard and all those guys uh that's man that's a throwback I, I believe it or not today i got a uh a package in the mail with some old handout cards and it was a handout card from that season wow and i look back and i thought man i've gotten fatter i've lost all i got a lot less hair than i had there i mean this this is I, i'm going downhill fast mama k's a hottie i gotta say Mama Kay takes good care of herself she she's in the gym two or three days a week at least and yeah she's she's been she's always active and a hard worker so she uh she takes care of about ten acres of flowers over there at her house so she stay, stays busy uh, I've time. seen it
0: all right we want to let you get back to work get back to estimating there are a couple more uh questions uh like canopy car would you ever do that would you ever want to do that? We talked to tony about uh Leah's incident and he like you know he was part of the development thing you guys you have a a different windscreen than ever before though it's way up there it's very thick but what do you think about that canopy
1: you know i think it's a personal choice and i and and i've i've looked at both of them um there's pros and cons to both I, i do have a very thick windscreen it's very high uh as opposed to it being closed in, I think the visibility out of my car is better than, than a canopy car. I've sat in Antron's a, cu- a couple times. There's also a little bit of weight there in the driver compartment. Um, I I know that it's not supposed to be able to, but there's a possibility for some fire to get into that area, uh, and it creates a negative pressure area. So I think there's pros and cons to both sides of it. I, I do feel comfortable and confident in that Morgan Lucas race car and, and, you know, that chassis, that it does its job. I, I, I feel the wreck in 17 put it to the test and it and it stood tall. So I'm, I'm comfort, comfortable in a, a non-canopy car, and that's just what I, I prefer.
0: Two, two more, a silly one and then a, a real one. Uh, Misty wants to know if you're ever going to ride Oliver. And for people who don't <laughs> know, I don't have a photo of Oliver, folks, but you know Oliver. Describe Oliver. So
1: Oliver is the Watusi bull that was at Dallas, uh, the big, the big horns, horn steer there at Dallas. It's huge. So they,
0: huge. It's huge.
1: So <laughs> they, uh, they, they were asking me if I'd ride him up there and, and Oliver was pretty calm and gentle. You could lean on him and pet on him and he'd. He was kind of like a big dog, so yeah, I'd probably take a ride on Oliver.
0: All right, there you go. And then this will be the final question, everybody, and then we'll uh, let Steve go. I'll wrap up this show. Uh, But Susie wants to know if you and Nat have picked a name.
1: No, we have not. Okay. And I will tell you, it's probably the most difficult thing I've had to think about. It took me like nine months to name a horse one time, so (laughs) um, I'm running out of time pretty quick. But the thing about horses and dogs and animals, they never get mad at you for their name, and they don't know if they like it or not. They right. just answer to a tone. I don't want my little girl in 16 years to go, Dad, why did you pick this name for me? Right. So we got to think this out pretty good. But Nat's got a few picked. I've got a few picked, and we'll just see who who, who we agree upon. But. We're still working on that. what's
0: one, one that is definitely not what it's going to be like, you know, that's how a lot of people start the decision making. Like, OK, I don't want to. I'm no offense. Everybody named Jennifer. But I'm just saying my name is Joe. I have the most common name of everybody. So I know what it's all about. Did you eliminate anything yet?
1: Uh, not completely, but if it were going to be a boy. It would not be Billy, James, or Steve. Okay. Because that seems to be a common name in my family, which I'm actually a Steven, but uh, it wouldn't be any of those three. But we
0: haven't nulled anything for the girl names yet. This is good. This is something to look forward to for everybody. All right, this weekend, Baytown, two to go, final race, points and a half. You got a a lead of 30-some-odd points. Doug Coletta, 51. 51, excuse me. (laughs) <laughs> great driver, but you're not out of the woods yet, and you got to go right to the stripe, and it's going to be fun to watch. Thank you for doing this today, and everybody on Steve Torrance's Facebook page. When Nat suggested this, I was like, "You sure about that?" And I think it's turned out great.
1: Thank you, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, and I look forward to maybe being on again next week.
0: Yeah, well, if <laughs> you and we always say that with the WFO interviews, you control that. If you win, you can be on the next couple of weeks if uh, you make it happen. Good luck. All the best. Thanks for the info on uh, Dominic. Uh, very importantly, we really appreciate it. And thanks to all you guys back there. Say hi to the Capco boys. Thank you, guys. There we go. Steve Torrance with us here on WFO Radio. How about that? All you guys on Steve's Facebook page, you've done a great job. We held him for a very long time. And, uh, you know, work did not get done, but that's what we do on WFO. We catch people when they are... You know, victorious. Now, I do want to mention for everybody out there that we've got some great people that help us out on this show. People like Total Seal Piston Rings, the leader in ring seal technology. People like SantaCore, hand sanitizer, com. Hit their Facebook page. Like, do it right now. They've been supplying hand sanitizer for the uh, NHRA races to get us back and helped us out. RodaxCoffeeandGrills.com. Marvin Rodak is located in Fort Worth, Texas, 817-924-6821. Frank Hawley's Drag Racing School, and Samtech.edu. These people have been so helpful to WFO Radio and done great things. If you're new to the show, you've never seen it, head on over to our Facebook page, WFO Radio NHRA Drag Racing uh, NASCAR and Motorsports Podcast, and you're thinking to yourself, Joe, that name is so long, and it is. But people were having trouble finding us with just WFO Radio because what's that? It's our own brand. But we told him exactly what it was. It's an NHRA drag racing, NASCAR, and motorsports podcast. And we got a great feed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. And if you like the interview with Steve, you're going to love all of our show. Because just yesterday, we had Jack Beckman and Matt Hartford. We had Jerry Savoy. Kind of our thing is, you win your way on the show. And it's not even up to me who gets on. You win Top Fuel, you get to be on the show just like Steve. So who's going to win next week? Who's going to be on the show? It could be Steve again. And uh, we'll do this again. And you'll have a chance to ask some more questions. We'll be on his page. Yeah, I I guess we will. We had really good numbers today. Thank you very much. And, you know, please share the show because most of our audience happens after. Like this thing's going to bounce around on the interwebs, either our YouTube page or uh, on demand on Facebook. For a while. And we got some great listeners too, uh, like Corey Savoy, and we've got uh, Mike Heiner, and everybody is rocking our WFO radio face coverings. We got stickers on a lot of cars out there. Hit our website, WFOradio.com. You will see all of the stuff we got going on and the people who have been so helpful, people like Santa Core USA and Total Seal. Now, Steve and I did touch on a couple of things. I want to talk about those things. You know, we talked about obviously the Lagan is Strong situation bobby and dominic and you know dom the worst news of the year prior to this past week was dominic's crash and that was richie and jake sanders and uh we had had dom and bobby on the show uh earlier this year you know during the COVID. we did a happy hour show and to hear the news that dominic is is himself making some jokes, calling Nat, Nat Dog, answering my texts. That is just, it's helping balance out some of the other terrible news that we got. And that's the story about Eric Lane. And as we go on, so many stories are flooding back. And Steve and I, even talking before we got on the air, like, we just don't understand. And if if I don't understand, and, and Steve and so many of us don't understand, I'm sure a lot of you fans and, and loved ones don't understand. And we just got to wait, got to wait for all the details to be sorted out, like what's going on, what happened. But this sport of NHRA drag racing has lost like, you know, I, I can't even come up with the words. I keep just thinking of this guy, Eric Lane, as... As the captain of the football team, like the guy that everybody loved, the guy that everybody wanted to be like, the guy that everyone would go to for help. And I'm going to share a quick story and I'll share. I've been sharing stories and thinking of new stories. Um, And so so here's one. Uh, You know, I became really good friends with Mama Kay at wine night. Ron, Ron Tobler's wine night and Jack Beckman explained it. And I've explained it a little bit. I don't like to talk too much about it because I kind of think of it as a secret thing. You know, that I got like in the back to the good fella's entrance. I'm going in the the back door on this thing. And uh Eric and Ron invited me to go there. And it's in the lounge and they're just sipping wine and they're talking about stuff. You're at the racetrack, but it's like it's like a happy hour where you wind down from the day and Mama Kay shows up and, and that's where I you know, I've really got to be close with a lot of people and so I've got all kinds of glaring holes in my knowledge. And I try really hard to increase my knowledge, but I realize that, man, I don't know. Everyone's always talking about the clutch. They're always talking about the clutch. And I know what a clutch is, and I know how it works, kind of. And I know the theory behind it. But I need somebody. But I don't want to embarrass myself in front of anybody. i got to pick the right person who's not going to laugh at me for not knowing something as deep into this as I already am like I just want a, a lesson on the clutch this is it these are the parts this is what they do this is how we change it and so who do I go to who's going to be the guy that I can go to and I will feel comfortable and I you know I won't look like a fool Eric Lane And so where did it happen? It happened in Dallas a couple of years ago, just to tie it all together because the cosmic forces tie things together. And I snuck over there on a quasi-break and I was like, all right, break it down, man. And he brought out the clutch and he gave me a 25-minute course as best as I could absorb every aspect I could. And not that I've forgotten all of it, but I definitely couldn't set up a clutch. But at least I saw the mechanism and the work and the adjustability and why And the differences, the stand and and how they're different. And I walked out of there feeling great. And like I had fixed a problem, a weakness in my knowledge. Like, all right. Like, I, you know, I thought I knew, but now I know. And who did that for me? And it was Eric. And there's a thousand examples like this. And it's just terribly sad that we lost him so prematurely, and it's sad for the sport because he was going to be the next wave of Jimmy Prox and Richard Hogan's and Bobby Laganas, like he was coming on strong. And that's the bad news for this year, but there's also good news this year. And when you think about Natalie and you think about Steve and Baby Torrance on the way and them picking a name and Mama Mama Kay and Billy having a little one to run around and Junior Dragsters and Garlets and how happy Garlets was, Like think of how happy Garlets was. There's no guarantee you put a paint scheme on a car, you're going to win with the car in the hometown of the man whose scheme is on the car. There's no guarantee, but they made it happen. And so I I love the fact that uh, this team goes out of their way to try really hard to bring happiness to other teams. All right, let's check out some final comments and then I'm out of here. I'm out of here because it doesn't get better than this. But I do want to remind everybody, subscribe to our podcast and like our page so you can see more of this stuff. Let's see. Um, Chas, awesome guy for sure. How is Dom doing, buddy? And the answer is positive, recovering, recovering from a terrible situation. And most importantly, we're going to have Dom, like there's going to we're going to be able to enjoy Dom. Very cool. Go Capco boys. Love that hat. Great interview. Great job. Thank you very much. It's all in that. God bless you, Steve and those Capco boys. Best of luck. Keep it rolling, brother. Steve Hudley didn't punch him. He slapped him. Big difference. Get out of here. Why are you even acknowledging that? You know, I put stuff up and I read it yesterday. I just put it up and I read it and then I realize that it's bad. Sorry. Rumor has it if you run a, a whole sticker, your chances of winning is higher. What, WFO? It's There's all kinds of evidence now. Let's see. Baby T, Steve is done. Yeah, Steve doesn't realize. I've got friends who have kids. My little nephew, Gray, is turning 10 tomorrow. And I have seen what having a kid does to people. And let me tell you, Steve, you think you've lost some hair. You think you've put on some age. You don't even know. Sleep. Then again, it might not... It might not be bad for Steve because he's having a little girl. Maybe do a little Hidden Horsepower Clutch Edition. Well, we did with Eddie Granaccia talking pro stock. We did. That's on NHRA's Facebook page. Go look for it. He showed us a pro stock clutch, not a top fuel clutch. Uh, Reinhardt does that. Reinhardt's the guy in charge of nitro school. So I dare not go in that uh, direction. Great show. Thank you. And great show. Thank you. And one more. Uh, I told him that Saturday night. I just don't know who that is. It's too bad. When you're in our Facebook group, we can't see your thing. Kudos. Uh Kiddos drive you crazy. So what I was going to say, and we alluded to it earlier, I hear that little girls are easier when they're kids. That little boys are crazy maniacs when they're little kids. And girls are easy when they're kids. They sleep and they do all the right things. And it flip-flops when they become teenagers. And aren't we excited to see this whole thing play out? Hey, I want to remind everybody you can go to WFORadio.com if you would like to support the show. Go to the WFO store. You can get WFO stickers. I'll actually send you these for free if you send me a self-addressed stamped envelope. You'll see our sponsors, but also these WFO Radio face coverings for health and wellness purposes uh, slash promotional purposes of WFO Radio, your favorite podcast. And uh, they're just $10. bucks. i will throw some stickers in to boot. WFORadio.com. Thanks to Natalie for really coming up with this idea. Just yesterday I said that, I, you know, I don't want to be the guy that goes somewhere that you know, like a party or something that's not invited. And so, you know, Eric would always invite me to places and I would go. I would never suggest that I do my show on someone else's Facebook page. That idea would not pop into my mind. She thought of this and I think it's been great. And hopefully you Steve Torrance fans have enjoyed WFO Radio and will like our page as well. And maybe this becomes a thing, and I will be willing to do it. It certainly worked out. We have the capability. So thank you to everybody. Again, WFO Radio will be back next week. This is the final show of the week, but our archives are loaded. The podcast, the Ignition Show. We talked to Alan Reinhart. We broke down the race. We talked to Jack Beckman, Matt Hartford, Jerry Savoy yesterday. That's all on our Facebook page and YouTube channel. You can find them all on our website, WFORadio.com. And next week, we'll be doing it all again with the winners from Houston. And if you're in the area, go to the race. All you Texas fans, get out there. Get your Texas two-step in as we get ready. Bobby Graham, Joe, uh, as a father of three girls, I am correct. I knew it. I knew it we got another KMAC out there. Just north of me in Jupiter, I have a world-class all-concrete drag strip. Any word on PBIR? I know its I, I go there all the time. I've been there twice this year. All right, everybody, that's going to do it. We'll see you next time right here on WFO Radio. Thanks to Steve.
1: WFO! Subscribe to WFO Radio on iTunes. Never miss a show. And don't forget to write a review. W-F-O.